Well, good evening and welcome to the Demon Lamb Podcast 2018 edition. My name is Andy and joining me for the first time this year is Grape Viney. Grape Viney, g'day, how are you? I'm great, Andy, thank you. Season's greetings uh, to you and to all the uh, Demon Landers out there. You're probably like me, um, still dead drunk. Um, follow- Even talking about the night grand final, you're going to the uh, those international games that they used to play uh, post-season uh, somewhere overseas. Yep, yep. I think the uh, that I think that was the last year that it was played, and I think we won at the Blue Jays Stadium in Toronto, if I remember correctly. So that's our last bit of silverware. Um, yes, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got a question to ask you. Um, am I going to regret the tattoo that I just got? <laughs> the <laughs> AFLX tattoo. Um, uh, I think the fact that the X is sort of in writ large across your back um, might be problematic, but we look to have uh, taken to it like a duck to water. So, um, yeah, um, bring on the 2019 <laughs> AFLX season for uh for possible back-to-back flags i think well there's been a lot of controversy about the uh the format uh what did you think of the format forgetting that we we won the game um we won the tournament um what what was your thoughts on on it as 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 a a spectacle as a spectacle or as a replacement for a jlt game I, i don't know um what are your thoughts Oh, look, I, I'm, I don't like the gimmick side of things. I don't like the smoke, the flashing lights, um, the blaring music and commentary in the background. Um, I can't stand that stuff. And uh, I think most people uh, over the age of about 10 um, would be with me on that. But I actually didn't mind watching the game itself. Um, it's not footy as we know it. It's uh, it's a very much a different version. Um, it's open and free-flowing and there's not many players on the ground, so there's not too many contests. But, oh, look, I think, you know, after five months' break, um, we'd just about take anything, wouldn't we? So uh, I didn't mind watching it in the end. Yeah, I, I was actually there. I took uh, my nephews who are, uh, I've got an 11-year-old and a 9, nearly 10, and I took my daughter, uh, 9 years old. They loved it. They had a ball. We we actually went in that family section behind the goals and they were running around. Oh, the beanbags. Yeah, the beanbags. They, they had an absolute ball and my... My brother-in-law said my nephews all weekend were talking about it. So, I mean, it's a win for them for that age, and that's probably where it's um, marketed towards um, if they want this to go ahead in the future and to be something that's sort of their target market, I guess. They had an absolute ball. They loved it. And, um, you know, um, mm, look, because we won, I had a different probably view of the game as a whole at the end. Um, I dare say, had we uh, been bundled out early, then maybe, um, you know, maybe more. Well, yeah, you got the uh, you got the added match, didn't you? Um, because we we played off in the in the granny. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's obviously. I, th- I think part of it is aimed at the kids um, in the way that Big Bash is with the cricket. Yeah. But I think they would also have a mind to uh, promoting it overseas, and I could see it. You know, down the track, potentially running as sort of a 
almost a bit of a separate competition um, because it is quite a different game. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The well, crowds weren't great, were they? Well, there was thirty, almost um, 30,000 at the G, um, but then okay. I watched on Sunday a little bit of the uh, other um, – the Sydney, the, the, the Sydney competition, and well, the side of the all the crowd that they said were there must have been on the camera side, <laughs> because the other side, you really, uh, you know, it didn't look, look like a game of Fitzroy um, Footscray at the Winton Oval or something. Um, yeah, as I Fitzroy think uh, and the Fitzroy and Footscray would have gotten more than yeah, probably. The Sydney game. Yeah, I, was I saw a bit of it too, and it did. It looked absolutely empty. Um, Fitzroy Fremantle so. played in Brisbane, maybe. Yes. Um, yes. But um, yeah. Um, look, I. My, could you my, see people getting into it overseas? No, no. They, look, they were even saying today there was an article uh, online that I saw, whether it was on Facebook and a link to the AFL site, that they, you know, they're saying, imagine a team of like Dangerfield and Sloan together, like trying to do that BBL, uh, you know. Uh, you know, uh, contracts right. yep. get get you know manufacture a team together type of thing, uh, but that's never going to happen. I don't want my players getting injured uh, in the off season. Uh, cricket's a bit different. You can do that. There's not as many injuries, and I'm not saying there's no injuries in cricket, but football's the more of the contact. The, the risk is it's more of a risk that you're going to have someone who's going to miss a, ch- a chunk of the season. Um, maybe if it's at the end of the season. Giving you know a bit more time uh, before the next season, maybe. Uh, I just don't want my players um, getting injured, and, and that's what yeah. my, the, even with the, our game this week, that was my biggest fear that we would get someone injured. Um, well, I think that was the number one concern for everyone, probably. But um, uh, you're right. In in look, no one wants to give up their best players in case uh, in case they go down. Um, and then at the end of the season, of course, now with you know um, the uh, the players' association and the contract and um, you know certain a set number of weeks off each year, there's only so much time at a time that they can uh, that they can play a game like that. So I don't know whether it would work at the end of the season, given that um, uh, you know they have to bargain over the pre-season too. So um, yeah, look. Uh, the AFL will probably persist with it, um, and I suppose replacing one JLT game with it um, is probably not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, that's effectively what they've done. They've taken out one JLT game. Uh, we still get the two that are coming up that we'll talk about later in, um, later in the program. Um, but talking about... Were there, were there yeah, any injury, any big injuries over the weekend? From other teams? T- I didn't... From I didn't, other teams? I don't think I focused on any of the other teams, so I don't no, even know. No, not at all. Uh, but, like, imagine if Petraka had oh, even done a hamstring yeah. or... Be you know, if, even a minor injury, let alone something major, um, and we'd all have a very different view of it. But then again, it can happen in the JLT. You have to play players in the JLT. We'll talk about that later when we discuss who should yep. go in because there's... Schools of thoughts are ah, don't risk some players, uh, or and then there's the other people saying no, you need these players playing so they're cherry ripe for round one and you know yep. go into round one you know fit as a fiddle. And we'll talk about that a bit later. So yeah, look, would probably be ropeable if Petraka did a hammy or whatever, an ankle, knee, but it can happen at training. It can happen in the JLT. Um, 
maybe we'll talk about uh, a couple of the players um, that we did see in the AFLX. And, yeah, it's different rules and different things. You can't really take much from it. But I might start. Were you surprised that we went into every – did you watch our three games? Yep. So yep. Were, were you surprised out of all the games that were played, we pretty much had uh, players that were playing that are in our best – 25 there was no one playing that with the exception of Bailey Fritch who's you know coming into the team basically our team was made up of players who are competing you know are either in the team or just on the fringes um, but any of those players that played could get a game because we didn't play Baker we didn't play Spargo Yep. Uh, Dion Johnson didn't play. Were you surprised those three players didn't get any game time and we went for such a top-heavy team compared to... I mean, I didn't know some of the players playing for some of the other teams. Never even heard of them. No, that's right. Whereas we had, you know, the likes of Tommy McDonald and... They're all recognisable names. I don't... Uh, and the track out there, of course, so... Um, everyone, even from the you know Bug or or Billy Stretch, uh, Neil yep. Bullen, every other teams know these guys' names. It's not like who are these guys um, playing? So we, yeah, we sort well, of went we out there the to win. <laughs> behind the decision making, do we? Like it might be a, a training load thing where they wanted to get a certain number of Ks into um, the legs of those players. Um, is was there is there a possibility that it was had something to do with sort of game plan and movement of the ball? Uh, I have no less idea. So I would have thought. I have no idea. Um, I think they went out to win, <laughs> win the thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, um, there were some interesting signs there. The, the main two for me just being um, the continued presence of Tommy Mack up forward, um, and it looks like that that. That you know, experiment is really going to work. I think. Yeah. Um, he just he just looks like he, a forward, doesn't he? He can he can lead. He can take a mark. He can he's kick, kicking. Kick, he's kicking. Continued to be good. His kicking for goal is fantastic. Uh, he's got a funny style. I've said it before. I I almost close my eyes, but he kicks dead straight. We were saying it last year. His kicking in the field is when he's you know trying to hit a target isn't great sometimes. But as long as he's there leading. Take, he takes marks on the lead. He takes marks, you know, one-on-one. He's going to be a dangerous guy to man up on and, you know, then have Jesse Hogan that you've got to man someone up on. It's a, you know, two-pronged forward attack that's going to be hard to match up on. Yep. And I thought uh, also continuing his good form from last season was the milk. Yeah, he um, was great. He's got a great uh, – he's got a super boot on yep. him. On the run, um, uh, around the everywhere, he's deadly. Um, yeah, so he's you know if he gets the ball forward of centre, he's really dangerous. Uh, you know, can kick those long goals on the run. Um, so I, I think it was a good idea playing him, and he would yep. have uh, he would have gained more confidence um, on top of you know the great way that he finished last season, and he'll come into this year thinking. You know, I've got my spot. I've secured my spot, um, and he's—I think he's really set for a, a good year um, to continue uh, to continue where he left off. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Uh, I thought um, the glimpses we saw of all the other players. Uh, Brayshaw was as t- tough as 
ever. You know, his, some of his tackles were amazing. Um, yep. You know, track whenever he got near the ball, he's always so exciting. And, um, you know, we're going to talk more about him, obviously, uh, soon. Uh, Harms. He's, he's, got a ba- he's got a decent spring on him, yep. um, track, taking on... Priest, I think it was from North, yes, um, in the, uh, at the centre bounces and doing pretty well in them um, I, from a standing start. So I, I was holding my breath every time he jumped up because I'm always worried about that uh, yeah. that knee and uh, sort of unnecessary. I don't really want to win that centre bounce in the AFLX so badly um, that I want to risk a guy like uh, CP5. Um, but yeah. Uh, other players, Harmsey, I thought, you know, was good in flashes. Um, Tommy Bug was good in, fas- in flashes, except for his uh, disposal at times was uh, was a bit mm. wanting. But the guy can get the ball. Um, it's interesting that uh, Bug, um, uh, Harms and Nibbler all played. I tend to think that the three of them will be competing for one at most two spots, and I think it's very evenly poised. Um, Bug and the uh, Nibbler are both very good at finding space in the forward 50. Um, So when the player's got the ball at sort of 60 or 70, they just know how to find that little bit of room. Um, As you say, Bug's disposal lets him down on occasions, and we saw that again on the weekend. But he gets the ball. That's the and when we had when he had that purple patch and the D's had that purple patch, he was getting the ball. Um, Yeah. And look, uh, Nibbler's very good defensively. Um, uh, I think he was led the club or the league or was very high in defensive pressure last year, which is uh, um, something that Goodwin values. And Harms brings, again, a bit of a different skill set. Um, good in the air, um, uh, a good runner. Um, so I think it's, it's, there's a very interesting um, battle going on between those players as to, as to who's going to make the, the starting, um, you know, the first yeah. 22. They also played him in defence a little bit as well, so I'm sure they were experimenting there, and I'm, I'm positive that they'll sort of mix and match with, you know, forward and back with him in the JLT as well to see what he can do. Maybe it's just to even improve his forward pressure by uh, putting him in the back line. Who, Nibbler? Uh, not Nibbler, uh, Harms. Uh, uh, right, Harms, yes. they played a bit in yep. defence. Um, yes. Uh, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have players, um, you know, fighting for spots. Um, yeah. Who would your money be on out of those three? If, if you have to pick around one team now. I think Nibbler, but then I think about Harms, was it against Brisbane or St Kilda? One of the games he kicked three goals in the first quarter. There's something yep, that can be really explosive. He can be really explosive and he, he sort of adds, I don't know, a bit of toughness. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and he's got, he's got that jump, which we saw that day against St Kilda. Yep. Filthy84 has just asked thoughts on Billy Stretch. Well, that's who, it, yeah. Who's also, well, he was out of the picture last year. Um, uh, definitely a step behind the other three. Um, he got a big, fair bit of the ball. The ball, the the, uh, I think in the first game, he had the most possessions. Um, yeah. Look, it's AFLX. It was... Uh, you know, sort of a keepings <laughs> yes. off game when you get the ball, and we, you know, sort of in that first game, we had we killed killed them. Um, uh, I don't know; it's hard to say. I, I I like him, but you know, he's 
probably behind a couple of players uh, for a spot. Um, having said that, he's a handy player. If someone gets injured, you know, he can play. Um, but he's going to have to work for his spot, I think. Yep. Um, just having a look at the, I think we've, to, uh, Maynard, um, you know, he's, you know, apparently a training, the guy's training the house down. You have a look at his arms. He's a big boy. Um, he's you know, a very big boy. He's probably got to earn his spot into the team, but I, I'm, you know, I'm sure he'll get a go this year and I hope they give him a bit more of a go than they did uh, last year. Um, he played the one game, I think, against uh, GWS, but yeah, I'd like to see him get, get a bit of time and see what he can do. Yeah, yep. And then you had the two defenders that we had playing, um, Neville Jetta. Well, <laughs> he speaks for himself, you know. He d- he got in a little bit of a brouhaha, Nev. Yeah, well, he got off, he got off. Um, I saw that he got off at the tribunal. Yes, but he was. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he was. You don't you don't see Nev do that too much. He sort of lost his cool a bit. There must um, have been. That's not to say that he doesn't uh, doesn't give as good as he gets, but. Um, yeah, for I him to do that, that, something must have been something said have or happened, done. Yeah. There was either something said or something done to him that we couldn't see. Um, but otherwise, like he Nev, would he wouldn't make have that reaction. Uh, not in a preseason Mickey Mouse game like that. Yeah, there had to have been something. Um, yes, not going to make any accusations. Uh, I don't know, but I'm saying for him to have that reaction, there must have been something done. Mm. So, anyway. Uh, and Wagner, um, you know, I thought he didn't play too badly. I, was, I read on Demon Land a few people were critical of him, but, I you know, there was one real mess-up that he did that cost a goal. I think he kicked it into someone and the rebound yeah. got a goal. But, um, yeah, but, you know, it's sort of too early to tell and AFLX isn't, um, you know, I'd like to see a few JLT games at least before I make a decision. But yep. for his position, there, there's a lot of uh, – there's not very many spots in that back line um, for that type of uh, player uh, up for grabs. So it's going to be a no, fight, that's fight, right. fight there, uh, you know, with the two old guys, uh, uh, um, Vince and, um, and uh, our new vice-captain, Jordy Lewis. Um, and then, you know, you've got Hibbert Hunt. Uh, and the big guys, Frost, Omac, and um, who and else Nev. is and, and Nev there? Um, yeah, there's and and oh, and our new recruit, <laughs> Jake Lever. Um, yep, six spots, and there's quite a few guys uh, fighting for spots. So Wagner's gonna, you know, have his work cut out for him um, to to earn a spot there. But as I said, not a bad thing to have players um, fighting for spots. Yep. All right, so that's AFLX. Now, the big news um, of the week. Well, we had two big things happen within quite a short space of time, and and I really think they should have spread out the news of the uh, leadership group and and the re-signing of Christian Petraka, um, in case you've been living under a rock. Uh, Christian Petraka um, signed on for a further two years, I believe. So his contract was coming up at the end of this year. Is that correct? At the end of this season, uh, yes. and he's already yes. rather than go through the whole season, will he won't he sign? He's signed on the dotted line for a, he's extended for a further two years. 
Um, yep, and said he wants to be a one-club player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say we'll probably pay through the nose in two years' time, but I would say we would, we'll keep him. Um, and Yeah, and look, that's why he's only signed a two-year deal, yep. and I, it's smart yep. all round. Yep. Um, we get to keep him in the short term, um, and he knows that in two years' time, uh, when he's renegotiating, um, you know, he'll be entering his prime then, and who knows where he'll be. Yeah, um, the world is his oyster. Well, so. it's it's up to him to decide how much he's going to be worth in two years' time. It's it's all in his hands now. We know what he can do, and you know he's got to have that uh, breakout uh, season. And I've got the faith in him. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's too talented and too driven um, to let it slide. Um, uh, having said that, he. Um, you never see you never see him not laughing or smiling. He yeah. seems to have an absolute ball, no matter what he's doing. Um, all the photos that we see from training, he's always got a massive smile on his face. Yeah, he so he certainly knows how to enjoy himself. But I think uh, you know if you read in between the lines in his interviews and you listen to him talk, I think he genuinely, uh, you know, genuinely wants to achieve big things. So I've got the faith that he'll get there and. Uh, He'll realise his potential, and it's huge. I, I love some of the uh, the quotes that he said. He want I want to be this is Petrak. I want to be that person who has a massive impact every week. Uh, I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Sometimes I flirt with that, but sometimes you've got to have that to be the best. Uh, you play footy because you've grown watching the best play, and he says he used to go to Quellingwood, which we can forgive him, and he used to watch Scott Pendlebury with the confidence that he had. Who doesn't want to be that guy with the ball in their hand in, in the big moments? And I th- That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think he said something about him wanting to win us a premiership. Like, he's, that's, you know, he's hungry for that, and, well, I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's a trait we're seeing in a number of our players uh, I remember really early on in one of his first games, um, uh, there was a kick on the full in the forward pocket and Jesse, you know, there was a really tight angle and Jesse ran from a million miles away to try and take the kick. And you want players to want to be in that moment um, and to uh, embrace the pressure and accept it and take yeah. it on themselves um, and trust themselves to deliver the goods. So, um yeah, give me a team of uh, give me a team of winners like that um, any day of the week. He also said uh, the best thing about this group is that we're best mates and we go even harder on each other and we're so competitive in that we want to beat each other. So I yeah, really I see that liking this yeah. and Petraka and Oliver. Uh, yep, Oliver. Um, so. Yeah. Look, it's a good Exciting times. It's a good thing. Just like it's great to be able to uh, poach players from other clubs and be a destination club, it's also good being able to re-sign your young guns and be a destination club within the club. And, you know, I mean, he could have probably got anything from anywhere. He could, yep. he, you know, I'm sure his manager said to him, uh, you know what, we can take this and we can either take the Ds to the cleaner at the end of the year by talking to other clubs or whatever. And he said, no, nah, I want to... You know, I'm signing now. I want to be loyal. I want to play one club. You know, I'm sure he'll. He, I'm sure he's not playing for free. Uh, but um, I just love everything about this guy. Um, 
I, uh, and credit credit to well credit to Ruse and Peter Jackson, but credit also to Goodwin because the re-signing of key players started a while ago, um, even at the end of the Ruse. Well, Ruse was still there, um, and you already had players then signing on and saying, um, putting faith in Goodwin basically already before he'd even started coaching. So this is a continuation of that. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conjecture about Jesse, um, all of which was was crap, I might add. Um, but basically, we haven't had a re-signing issue for I don't know how long now. Um, and it's incredible to turn around when you consider that, you know, a few years ago, um, basically everyone at the club would have wanted out. We were so low. So um, huge turnaround in a short amount of time. Now, we'll just mention, I should have brought it up at the start of the show, but if you would like to give us a call and discuss anything, that any of the topics we're talking about tonight, you don't have to... You have to wait. Uh, just give us a call zero three nine zero one six three triple six. That's nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us on Demonland thirty one. Uh, give us your thoughts, AFLX, uh, the re-signing of uh, Christian Petrarca, or the twenty eighteen leadership group, uh, which was announced uh, yesterday as well. Um, what did you think of that? A streamlining of the leadership group um, kept the two captains, um, Nathan Jones and Jack Viney, and um, we have two vice captains, and and that is it from the official leadership group, and that's uh, Jordan Lewis and Maxie Gorn. Um, what did you uh, What did you think of the streamlining of the leadership group? I like it. Um, I like a smaller group. I think if you've got too many. Um, then I think you're almost excusing players to not take it so seriously. So if there are seven in the group, then it's very easy to say, well, I don't need to, I don't need to push it because there are six others, you know, doing the job around the ground too. Whereas I think in a smaller group, you take on the responsibility, perhaps uh, a little more, uh, a little more sort of seriously um, than if every second player's. A designated leader. Um, the fact is, and it's been pointed out on the forum uh, by plenty of posters, you have players who lead regardless of whether they have the official title or not, and uh, Nev is one of those. Um, so uh, I, I'm happy. Um, four is fine with me. Yeah, um, we've had- I, I'd, I'd even be happy with two. You know, just the um, just the two co-captains, or you know, Jonesy. Jonesy Captain and Jack Vice, but uh, if you're going to have a group, then four is fine with me. Yeah, with four with uh, four premierships between them, I think uh, that's uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's uh, a great uh, stat. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Um, what have we had in the past? Eight or six or eight uh, over the years? I, I read somewhere that Carlton has ten or something, uh, which is yeah. just ludicrous. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Look, there's plenty of leaders out there on the field. Um, you know, uh, you know, Vince is a leader. Jed is a leader. There's there's lots of guys, and and there'll be guys that that'll step up as um, they get more games under their belt as well. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I was happy with that, and um, yeah, it's a good move. Um, there was 
Do you reckon that's come from the, the coach? You reckon that's the coach's decision? I thought I read somewhere on the forum that, no, it was speculation. I don't know. Yeah, it was speculating. Yeah, that's all yeah. speculating yeah. here. Um, do you think this has come from the coach streamlining? Yeah. Uh, I, I um, think maybe, but I have no idea. But, uh, yep. Um, Is there a question mark over leadership um, given what happened uh, with Campgate. Well, that's what I was going to talk about now. Um, you know, pre-season's been from all reports, and this happens every year. Everyone's flying. Everyone looks great. You know, um, but then we did have um, we did have this issue that that popped up. Um, what 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 actually happened? Do you know what the timeline of events was with that? From from what I think is that the players. Or, some, or do we even know which players or how many players had an issue with... Um, it was 14, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, do we know how high up in the hierarchy of the players this was? Was this the captains included or was it a, just a group or we don't know? We don't have to name names, but um, I don't know. But there were players that were unhappy with us doing uh, this camp. What was it? It was the Army camp or whatever what they do uh, yeah i think it's a combination of sort of um you know swat um swat group cops and sas military yep. types um doing a you know a boot camp which by all accounts was very brutal yes, last year i can imagine it was um but, but I think one of the, the – some of the uh, concerns that they have were quite valid. I think one of the concerns was – and not the, not the injuries necessarily that happened because um, I guess that can happen anywhere. But, the, uh, you know, there were and issues. And players need to learn how to carry bricks properly. Yeah. <laughs> because you never know when you're going to need to do that in a final. Well, I don't think that's necessarily a football skill. It's more toughening up or whatever. But their players, I think one of the things was that they were concerned that they would lose conditioning because they were yep. all on diet, you know, special diets to for muscle mass or whatever. And after that, they had lost a lot of, you know, whether weight or muscle or whatever, their body conditioning. There were issues like that that they were, not that they were malnourished, but they didn't get the enough food in them. And I guess that's part of the whole training. And so there were legitimate concerns when you're building your body up and you can have a look by looking at Jesse's body and Maxie's body. Um, you build yourself up or you do whatever you've got to do and then you go on this camp and it's, you've put yourself back. I think they're legitimate I'd, I'd concerns. I'd be staggered though. Uh, I, mean, I, I read that too. But I'd be staggered if uh, the conditioning people, mm. this is Dave Misson and... Yep. probably the medicos as well, I'd be staggered that they signed off on a camp last year that didn't take into account those factors that you talk about. And I'd be even more staggered if they did that last year and didn't hadn't tweaked it sufficiently well, to satisfy the players that it wasn't going to be a problem this year. Well, I, I mean, think either, I... either it's not true or, it, as I say, it... it uh, I, it just it reeks of um, unprof yeah lack of professionalism from those who should know that kind of stuff inside out. 
if I, that's the case. I don't know what the case is. I don't know enough information. I'm just going on basically what we've heard, which is all probably hearsay and who knows whether it's just rumour or whatever. But one of the things I did hear was that that was the player's concern. And as a result, when the, when the players brought that to the club, the club agreed that they would tweak things so that they – and I'm sure I read that somewhere officially, not just on Demonland. I'm sure I read that in the news that that was one of the th- – not saying the news gets everything right, but that the club was tweaking things and was going to make sure that there was enough food and whatever and, you know, that was all taken care of. But then – and the thing that sort of pissed me off about the whole thing was that for whatever reason they couldn't come to an agreement and then the players went around the club and went to the AFL and, and – you know, and then and then it came. I'm I'm not sure that it happened that way. The the AFLPA involvement may well have come about, um, not that the not because uh, the players and coaches couldn't resolve it, but it might have been that whoever the delegate is among the players um, uh, to the AFLPA may have just rung to check where they stand. Yeah. And then, and then the AFLPA might have might have leaked it yep. even, and yep. been the source of the story, um, and hence their involvement in it. And that might be just them big noting themselves. But I don't necessarily, be, uh, I don't necessarily believe that that there was a you know um, a standoff between the club and the players, which had to be resolved by the AFLPA. Um, I don't necessarily know that it was that serious. And and it probably wasn't, but the way it came off looking um, to the wider AFL community was was that our players are sooks, uh, that, you know, that... And maybe that's what sort of got me a bit upset about the whole thing, that we, you know, uh, we're looked at as weak, and I'm sure that this will be brought up for reasons we don't succeed... If something happens, we don't make finals. It'll be, oh, you guys are soft, and I don't know. Maybe that's just perception. But uh, look, if, as a PR exercise, it was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked terrible. Um, the optics of it all, and yeah, as I say, the the big question mark for me is that that there was some uh, there was some disagreement or lack of trust on the part of some players in what the coaches or perhaps the conditioning staff had signed off on. So it's it's not great. Um, and that's not to play it up or suggest that there's rifts at the club, but I just would have thought everyone would be on the same page about that kind of thing rather than the players dictating, um, you know, dictating to the coaches what's best. Yeah, it didn't look good, and maybe we don't have all the all the facts. Um, but yeah, as you said, from a PR perspective, it was it was terrible. And you know, hopefully, we've seen the back of it, and hopefully, it doesn't bite us in the bum later on. Um, but yeah, I think we've got to move on from that. Um, so JLT, we're coming up. Um, to our first uh, proper hit out this week, um, and from what I've read, uh, apparently the conditions in uh, in Hobart aren't going to be too uh, mm. too welcoming. Um, 
I believe it's forecast for rain, wind, <laughs> sleet, snow. Uh, no, um, yeah, it's. It, I don't know. What do you? What do you? What do you do? Uh, what type of? Uh... Well, bowl reports from from what uh, Simon Goodwin said this morning. We'll be doing what we've done in previous years, which is field a strong side and uh, give it our best crack. Um, yeah, they won't risk anyone, but I think he'd like to come as close as possible to sending out the teams that he'd want to put out in round one against the Cats. So who do we know is not going to play? Uh, Viney, obviously. Um, well, Goodwin did come out today and say that he's uh, extremely good chance to play round one, um, possibly even JLT2, um, which was a bit of a surprise. I thought he was still a little bit away, but... It was more than a little surprise. It was a huge surprise to me because the most recent update that we had on that was Jack himself about a week or a week and a half ago, and he was very vague about the timeline of returning to full training, let alone... Uh, you know, getting into sort of um, into matches. So uh, when I heard that, I thought, well, there's no end to this. There's no end in sight at the moment. Um, and yet, uh, yeah, barely sort of a week or 10 days later and um, it looks like it, he may well be uh, as sat as a shortest throughout the preseason on track. Well, uh... I didn't believe it, but it might be happening. Whispering Jack went down to the uh, open training that they had on Saturday out at Casey and he said he was training really, really well, like running really well, uh, turning, doing everything, kicking, um, just looked like he was ready and uh, by all reports today he took part in a you know, half-ground match simulation and looked in good nick. Um, we know by all training reports that he is... You know, even though he hasn't been participating in the main groups, he's been running and running and running. So he's fit as a fiddle. Yeah. Um, let's hope he's out on the field because I reckon we need him. Yeah, fingers crossed. Absolutely. So he's um, he's not going to play this week. Um, uh, Dom Tyson's not playing. Yeah, Dom Tyson's got a calf injury. They reckon he should be right. Um for the Jeffy's not playing. Yeah, Jeffy is a. He's sort of been in and out of the rehab group throughout the mm. whole thing. Um, look, it's not something I'm too worried about. He obviously doesn't have a, a long term injury, um, and he's the type of guy that you can just sort of play him, and he does his magic. Um, yep. So I'm not. I'm not too concerned uh, with Jeffy. Um, um, and then there's just the question whether we play any of the uh, new guys. I reckon they'll give Bailey a, a, a shot in the JLT. I'm not sure, so sure on whether they're going to give Spargo or Baker, who I would like to see both of them at some point pop up and just see what they can do. Um, but I think I've got a sneaking suspicion that we'll probably see Bailey Fritch um, round one. Really? Yep. I think they'll play him. You know, they like like a Hannon. You know that he'll just they'll just play him. Uh, we'll well, but who's going to miss for Bailey Fritch? I don't know. <laughs> Does Hannon play round one? In your uh, well, team? you know what he kept doing 
everything he needed to do, bobbed up for goals and, you know, uh, yeah, I think so. But You can only play so many players. <laughs> I wish you could play more. I just have a feeling that he'll sort of be that guy to replace Jack Watts. Yeah, look, he, he there was a couple of nice. He did a couple of nice things on the weekend. Yeah, uh, he did. I was one very impressed. Very nice pass. Yep. Um, Kicked a couple going of goals. into forward fifty. I mean, it, it was uh, easy to score in this type of game, but he still he kicked three goals. Uh, yeah, look, you, know? you you don't know and I missed suppose. one. So he's very slight. Yeah, but he gets he does just. Someone said it in the training thread that he is slight, but he just seems to get into the right place and do the right things and I don't know. Right I, mm. I think he's going to be one of those guys that just, they just give him a go and, and like Hannon, just delivers. Will he take, I know he's, I know he's not a small, I know he's not a small crumbing forward, but will he take Jeffy's place on the weekend or will potentially... Uh, Either Spargo or Johnston get a shot. Um, it seems to, like that Johnston Johnston can't get a shot at any time. Um, they didn't really give him much of a shot last year in the begin. You know, in the JLT, I think he no, I think was he named one. and played one, but only played half a game, or if that. Yeah, well, he didn't do much, or didn't see him, but. Um, I don't know. You've got to weigh up. What's the JLT? Remember like? last year at the at the season launch, yep. Jonesy nominated Dion Johnston as his smokey for the year. Well, he didn't get a look in at all. I mean, no, what was his form? Well, he was shown up by Jack Viney, who nominated Cla- uh, Clayton Osborne oh, as his go. smokey. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> look, what, what do you do, JLT? Is it, obviously, it sounds like Goodwin's going out to the best best team available to play, but yeah. I, I, I don't want to see, uh, as curious as I am, I don't really want to see the Oscar. You don't? You don't want to see him? You don't, you don't no. think to give him a go and show for a quarter, a half, what they can do if, they can, if they're ready? Or you don't No, because it? I think just purely on a fitness and strength level, they're not. Yeah. Um, you know, Fritch has been playing VFL football, so he's... He's perhaps at a different level, um, but you know, um, uh, Petty and Baker and uh, yeah, they're still, you know, um, they'd still be pulling up sore from training every day. So, <laughs> yeah. what I, about what about Balik? Um, um, uh, uh, someone well, said I that he that did Simon get him. Goodwin said today that he's a chance. But I thought I read certainly at the start of preseason that he was um, at the back of the pack yeah, and tended, tended to be struggling. Yeah, well, he, so, he hadn't had uh, he hadn't played footy in a long time, so his conditioning no. wasn't there. So I can understand that. Um, and I remember uh, I went. Was down, he in the team on the weekend? Even no, no, mm. no, he wasn't. Um, but then again, so was Spargo Baker and uh, Johnston, and neither of them got now. None of them got no, out, of their, right. out of their tracksuits. That's right. Um, and the only need to look at last year and this, this very surprise selection of uh, of Mitch Hannon in round yeah. one to know that uh, did, uh, no, not to rule these things out. Under did Vinny. Hannon play in any of the JLT games last year? I know that's probably stretching uh, the memory. Uh, that's that's stretching it a bit. 
for me. If anyone knows the answer to that, 039016366, that's 039016366. You can join us uh, if you are listening and there are well over 60 people listening live at the moment. Uh, if you want to... Um, want to chat with us in the chat room it's uh, demonland.com slash podcast i probably should mention that at the beginning of the show because i've got links all around the site uh for her to listen but it does say if you want to chat to click here um yeah chat with us you can ask questions that way if you don't want to get on the air um you can also skype us uh demonland 31 um and we will happily uh take your calls um yes will frost OMAC and Lever all play. Um, and have you seen how big um, Frost Sam Frost is? <laughs> it's, well, he, he's, he's huge. Um, there was I posted a picture on the Insta the Demonland Instagram uh, page of him lifting some weights at the Maruchidor training camp, and. Um, I don't think it was a trick of the light or anything, but he was massive. Like, His arms are just enormous. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, he was quite skinny. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah, they Still call him his, uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah. So, Which is one of those big Transformer yeah, things. I know. So. I, know. I, I did grow up in the 80s. <laughs> I, I remember well, that. I, th- I thought Optimus Prime was someone new. No, Optimus Prime. You remember the Transformers, Robots in Disguise? You oh, was he that? actually a Transformer? Yes, I was yes. using that. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. And Bin Man in the chat room has said, yes is the short answer, but I can't remember the question. <laughs> oh, he's uh, for Hannon, <laughs> uh, whether Hannon played in the JLT. So thank you, Bin Man. Um, if anyone wants to call he in. He might have been answering the... Uh, is Optimus Prime a Transformer <laughs> yes, question? Yes, he could have. I'm going to take Ben, him. man, just uh, clarify uh, <laughs> for us, will you please? Yes, uh, we need to know. Uh, 0390163666, um, that'll, get you, uh, that'll get you calling in. And Demonland31 on Skype. And if, if, if you've been watching the AFLW, and I know we're going oh, to yes. talk about that in a minute, uh, call in because uh, curious as to your thoughts uh, girls had their first loss on the weekend, so yeah. If you've got uh, um, got some comments to make on the women's game, we'd love to hear from you uh, on that count too. Bin Man was not uh, referring to either of the questions we thought he was. Uh, he said no. Frost and Oman, which I mean, I'm sure he means Omac, uh, will play. So. He said, yes, the, is the short all answer, no, yep. Frost, I don't know. <laughs> T-Max, younger, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, AFLW. <laughs> oh, well, do we need to talk about it? Any... become the unofficial spokesman for, for Oscar McDonald. Well, look, um, I think we've got to give the guy, you know, it's got a clean slate. Um, I, I don't, see I've what got, he don't can have do. an issue with him. I think yeah. if anyone misses, it's going to be Frost. Yeah. Um, it won't be... Uh, it won't be Oscar. Yeah, I think we've got a, a you know the guy's still developing. He's young. The the coaches obviously made a decision last year that they were just going to play him uh, regardless. And well, they made that decision yeah. the year before, I think, Evan. So and let's you know maybe with the uh, injection of Lever into the team, um, you know, as as a sort of a third man up, will assist him. Um, he's going to get bigger and stronger. Um, let's give him a go. 
got to give him a chance to show There's what no he can do. There's no doubt that the addition of Lever will help everyone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it becomes, as we said before, a, a real battle for spots in that back line, mm. given that uh, Lever, you know, is certainly going to play. Hibbard, Jetta. Um, is Hunt still going to be on a back flank? Yeah. Um, Lewis has been training back there. Yep. Well, so, so has Vince. Well, the question is what's going to happen uh, with Vince because um, he's been training in the yep. back line. I think he should go forward, but that doesn't look like it's going to – I've been saying it all last year, but it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, and then you've got Jones who, as the, our midfield sort of evolves, you're going to find Jones sort of playing on the periphery, maybe off a half bank back, maybe half forward, uh, but less probably so in the middle. Um, so, yeah, where does Vince go? What what happened? Um, Unleash Hell has asked, has there been talk of Nathan Jones playing back? Um, I think just conjecture from the, the supporters. Um, I don't know. What, where do you see Jones uh, playing this year? Still in the middle, mainly. Yeah. Um, but look, you know, we're expecting Petraka to yeah. spend more time yeah. in the middle and we effectively, fingers crossed, get a new midfielder basically in Brayshaw. So yeah. um, it's uh, selection going into round one, fingers crossed everyone remains fit, uh, is going to be really interesting. There, there is genuine competition for spots. Um, uh, Bin Man has said um, regarding OMAC that he's a lock, uh, not because the coach has made a decision to play him, whatever. He's earned his spot. By the by, I see on Demon Land that his birthday is coming up. So, for some perspective, he turns 22. And exactly right. Got to let the guy um, develop. And um, When he said, by the by, I see that uh, his birthday is coming up, I thought Bin Man was going to ask us to throw some sort of party. <laughs> Uh, for Oscar. Um, so, yep. No, look, he's... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, so you are in favour of us throwing a party for him? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, maybe we can go bowling or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> when is his birthday? If it's on a Wednesday night, maybe we can do a uh, live uh, birthday podcast uh and get over yes march 18th what what's uh what's march 18th what day of the week is well that's that? a few days before round one isn't it yeah well 25th is uh it's it's a sunday so maybe we can't go bowling after all with him great let's all get right. it organized ask him back bowling party Sounds uh, good. Who or before we go on to the AFLW uh is there anyone else who um is going to miss... Oh, one guy we can talk about is for position, uh, Cam Peterson. Where Where's he this year? Training the house down, looks in good nick, very fit. Where is there a position for him? Not, uh, not in my team, no. Not even given the form that he showed last year. He's a bit of a cult no, favourite. Because, uh, Rem- well, do you- I hope, I hope good he's not picking on cult favourite status. No, no, no. Well, no one should be picked on <laughs> cult favourite status or anything. But um, we were saying, remember at the beginning of the year, he wasn't getting a game, and then yep. when he when he started came in and showed his form, and he mainly came in because Maxi got injured. But everyone was saying, why wasn't he in at the beginning of the year? Are we going to have another case of why wasn't he in the beginning of the year? 
if we don't pick him. Well, we might, but that doesn't mean that he should be in at the beginning of the year. Someone made a good point uh, uh, probably a week ago in around this, and that is that Peterson has probably performed at his best when he's been the main man. So when he had to take, and look, I think he had Jack, as, had Jack to relieve him occasionally, but he was the main ruckman yep. or he was the main target in the forward line. Yeah, with Jesse um, out as well. That's when he, you know, seemed to play at his best. And I think he struggled a bit when Jesse came back and the they had to sort of work together. Yeah. Um, so, look, um, I love him as much as anyone else does and uh, he had a great year for us last year and... Uh, played some really good footy when we needed him to the most. But uh, um, I can't see them playing Hogan, McDonald and Peterson um, in the forward line. And even if Goody does go with the three talls, I suspect he might do what he did last year, and that's try Wiedemann off up first. So um, I can't see... I can't see Peterson getting a game um, unless uh, unless there's some a mysterious case of poor form or someone gets injured. Hmm. Um, you mentioned you? You, well, I, I like the guy, but again, you can't have everyone in the team. Um, you know, with uh, Jesse's, you know, this is no injuries. It's Jesse and T Mac as the big forwards. Is there room for a third big forward? I don't think so. Um, no, because because uh, obviously you know, we've seen Petraka play tall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, no, and I, I, don't, I can't say it all. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, Fritch is a, is quite slight. I don't know how tall is he. And look, he's not no lock yet for a game. <laughs> That's just my uh, my sort of wish, but. Um, Obviously, T Mac's going to do the, um, you know, the resting ruck duties. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, Cam gets a game, and that's not because I don't want him in the team. It's yeah, it's a no, interesting. I one. think he's uh, he's spare parts. He's very good spare parts, yeah. or at least he was last year. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a and pity, look, I read that he said. He, you know, he treats every game as though it's his last. Oh, so he's got the right attitude, and I think he'd be realistic about where he sits um, in the overall scheme of things. Well, you know what? I I'm a big fan. I hope he gets a game. Um, obviously, not at the expense of an injury of someone. I, I'd like him to be in the team, but you know what? Um, if you've got selection headaches, it's only a good thing. So um, yeah, um, you mentioned Wiedemann. Now, he's been in the rehab group um, virtually the whole summer. He's had an ankle op. Uh, he just can't seem to get out of that rehab group. He's still at training and running, and so it's not like he's um, in the Vandenberg territory. Um, but I don't know if we... He hasn't really bulked up no. a huge deal, has he? I saw a picture of him the other day. He looks bigger, um, but he's been in that, I don't know. He's been, I'm talking about whether he's going to get a game or not this, year, this early on this year, and it doesn't. Well, look no. Like if he's been uh, if he's been in the rehab group, then that mm. doesn't uh, doesn't bode well. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll see. Probably see him maybe later in the year then. Um, and I mentioned uh, that it'd be good to see him and to see some to answer unleash Hell's 
um, question, which is what are our expectations for Wiedemann. If he does get a game, you'd hope to see some signs, um, some signs of progress because uh, he looked a bit lost last year. Yeah, well, I, rem- I remember early on in the year I just said, as soon as he can start taking those marks, you know, you know uh, then we'll have a play, but he just didn't take them. He looked better at the end of 16 than he did throughout 17. Yeah. So, so and I anyway, like, yeah. like, uh, um, like Oscar, um, but even more so, he's very young. So, yeah, yeah I'm not. Uh, uh, plenty of time, but I know some people are panicking about him, which I think is a bit unfair. Time's still on his side. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, in two years' time, if he's still struggling, then uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a worry. Um, we mentioned I just quickly. I mentioned Vandenberg. Um, it's a bit of a pity that uh, he's had mm. further setbacks. Uh, it really, unless he can sort that out um, come the end of the year, um, I don't think uh, I don't think he'll be at the club anymore. Um, well, it's hard can't. to justify keeping him on the list. Yeah. And I really, <sighs> it's a shame because I really like him as a as a player, um, but it doesn't look look good. Not at the moment, no. Yeah. So uh, all the best to him with that recovery. Can be a cruel business, can't it? Because he was playing in the uh, in the NEFL yep. and a mature player, and so would have seen this as sort of a you know a, a late yeah. a late bloomer's chance and um, an absolute sort of bonus on top of the career that he'd already had, and then to get to Melbourne and have it blow up in your face, uh, you know, because of injury. So. Um, yeah, it's hard not to feel for uh, uh, hard not to feel for players like that who who just uh, you know can't seem to get the body right. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to the AFLW, and I um, I watched a game on the weekend that was very reminiscent of some of the Melbourne games that I've uh, had to witness. Uh, wasted opportunities, could have sewn it up in the uh, first quarter. Mm. I, I mean, I. I don't think the ball went past the the centre line uh, of, on Frio's side of the ground the whole first quarter. We had the ball the whole time. Um, they did Frio did flood a little bit and made it harder, but we just wasted opportunities with bad kicking. Well, we if the game should have been over yep. a quarter time, even though Frio had the wind in the second quarter. Mm. If we'd been five or six goals up instead of yep. whatever it was, one or two goals up, one um, five to they, nothing. Yeah. Sorry, it was one five to nothing at uh, quarter time. They, yeah, so they Frio would have lost belief and just you know may well have given the game away. So yeah. very disappointing, and as you say, it's hard not to. Uh, to um, compare it to <laughs> some of the efforts that you see from the boys, and there's been that's been a bit of a theme this year. I thought um, if you cast your mind back to the first game against GWS, I thought the first half was quite a bit like that, in that we tended to have the ball a lot, yeah, um, but struggled to capitalise on it. Um, and that happened last year as well. That uh, ended up costing us uh, a place mm. in the final as well, um, that uh, type of thing. But when they do get a roll on, they play some quite exciting uh, football, uh, better yep. than a lot of – I've watched bits and pieces of other games here and there, and some of the standard isn't great. 
uh, but I find some of the link-ups that the D's do uh, quite exciting at times. And um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's funny, I've actually – I just very quickly found myself emotionally invested in it. So I get as annoyed um, as I do uh, watching the lads. Um, I get as frustrated at mistakes and at umpires' decisions. So um, it's nice to have another outlet – um, for our Melbourne passion, um, I, are you like that? Do you are you sort of you know? Well, I are, are you watching the games and caring? The first couple, of, the first two games they played uh, just weren't on at good times. So I only saw bits and pieces and, and score updates here and there. But I watched quite a large chunk of the game on Sunday and was actually upset. Like I'm upset when we when the <laughs> then the men have a loss. So a big tick to the, the girls from the AFLW to be able to evoke that in me because no other sport, nothing else in my life gets me up, you know, when, you know, I can't, I can most things, I watch an Aussie cricket game, they lose, I can brush it off in a second. Um, I don't really follow other sports. And if I do, I don't get such invested whether if they lose, you know, if I'm watching the storm or whatever and they lose, I don't care really. Um, but I actually cared to the point where I was a little bit angry. I mean, I didn't kick anything like I might with, when the, when the men lose, but, um, I was upset. So, um, yeah, big, big tick, um, <laughs> to them for evoking that response in me. Yeah, and that's the yeah. best commercial you can get for uh, for something that uh, if if it made me want to kick something, then, then they did their job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, you would you've got to give the AFLW time. I, I read a little bit online. Um, just even the comments on, you know, the AFL or the, might post something about the the women's league, and there's a lot of, and it's obviously a lot of men absolutely trashing the concept of the women's game. And you know, whether you like, if you don't like it, don't watch. But uh, some of the comments about it, and maybe that's just social media, where people will just say anything, you know. Um, no, I, I see at the coffee shop um, I go to in the morning, uh, there's a guy I speak to, a Collingwood supporter there, who's not your normal Collingwood supporter. He's a bit more... He has teeth. Um, he has teeth <laughs> okay. and an education. Um, and he's a, you know, um, he's kind of a progressive guy. Yeah. But he just unleashed on it in the way that you said and um, thinks it's an outrage that women want to play the same sport that men are playing and that they've got netball and their own sports already. And I just couldn't, I just sort of can't fathom that answer. Um, as you say, if you're not interested in it or you don't like it, they don't watch it. But yeah. plenty of people do, including plenty of blokes. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know why people wouldn't support it even in a general sense, even if you're not interested in it. It's another Melbourne team. They're wearing our colours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we used to want the under-19s to win <laughs> yeah, I, and I, the reserves to win. We want Casey to win. I got upset if our Little League team didn't win. <laughs> 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 so, uh, 
Yeah, um, yeah. Give me. Maybe any... they should bring back the McClellan Trophy. <laughs> yes. What was it? That was like they did the aggregate of all the, uh, you know, the. Well, was it was weighted? Yeah. So how, so how was it? Had do you the remember? Most do you remember but... what the actual weighting was? <laughs> no, no, I don't. But certainly during the eighties, when we were down near the bottom. The reserves and the under nineteens used to artificially inflate us on the <laughs> uh, McClellan Trophy ladder, and so if they had the AFL X and the AFL W in there as well, then uh, we might get a similar sort of boost. So uh, bring it back, I say. Yeah, I would like it. Um, the I think I think I've clicked on the right thing. Uh, the McClellan Trophy is an Australian Rules Football Trophy, which w- which has been awarded. Uh, each year since 1991. That doesn't sound right. It sounds like a no, that they changed it in 91. Uh, it's now given to the team that finishes. Oh, team top that on finishes the first on the ladder. Well, what's that? Yeah. Is, oh, so that's just like the the what do they call it when the the home the the, the top team wins? Uh, what's that called? Well, the, the trophy's the McClellan Trophy, but. Uh, when you win the, the ho- after the home and away, what's that? The minor premiers. Minor premiers. Minor premiers, yes, yep. Yes. So that's what it's uh, awarded as. Yes. Uh, between 1950 and 1990, it was awarded, awarded to the club that performed the best across three levels of competition, seniors, reserves, and under-19. Does it give the how it was? don't think it tells us how it was. Uh, oh, the criteria of winning. Uh, no, it doesn't. Um. All grey, what did, did we win? Uh, we won four times. Our recent, When do you think our, our most recent win of it was? Uh, well, I remember watching us play finals in all three grades in, it must have been the, well, it must have been the late 80s or early yeah, 90s. Ni- 1990. We, we've won it four times and the most recent yeah. was 1990. Don't you remember going to the footy like first thing in the morning yeah, and watching yeah, three yeah. Melbourne yeah, games in a row? So that, they were the years because we yeah, were yeah, obviously yeah. doing well in all three grades. Yeah. Um, and even just even in those before before eighty seven, there was yeah, it was our reserves and <laughs> and under yep. nineteen sort of keeping us giving us a chance. Uh, hmm. But just going back to the AFLW. Did you see the goal that Alicia Newman kicked yes. in uh, uh, d- round two, two against ago, yeah. Adelaide? Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, that was an absolute belter. For anyone that didn't see it, she got the ball probably between wing and half forward. Uh, she's an absolute speedster, former athletics, um, uh, former athletics uh, participant um, and, and champion. Um, uh, absolutely sprinted her way down the ground. Left uh, left a few opponents in her wake, and then bananaed through the goal um, from the wrong side, um, f- uh, from the wrong side. So the ball was spinning away from the goal um, in terms of where she kicked it. So uh, somehow it made its way through, and it was an absolute cracker of a goal. Um, and she uh, uh, she's she's an absolute speedster. It'd be good to see her race against Jaden Hunt, um, and uh, and see who uh, see who comes in fastest. Uh, yeah, that sounds uh, like uh, something we could probably organise. <laughs> um, but there was also this week. Uh, if maybe anyone we'll wa- do it at uh, at Oscar's birthday party, <laughs> yeah, out in the car park. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was 
Um, if you, if anyone wants to see that goal, uh, go to the Demonland Facebook page, and uh, we posted it last week. You probably just have to scroll down. There was another great link-up goal uh, this this round. Uh, I think uh, Daisy Pierce kicked it to Rocky Cranston, who kicked it to Newman, uh, who scored on the goal line um, yep. this week. Uh, You're right. There's been plenty of exciting passages of play and good link-up. Um, and quite a few good goals kicked. Mel Hickey kicked a good one in round yep. one, uh, too, um, from quite a distance out. So... Uh, yeah, passages of um, passages of exciting play and uh, um, some really exciting talent. Tegan Cunningham's been a good addition. Is she the full forward? She's the full yeah, forward. She's t- the tall, um, tall. She's quite tall. Um, yeah. Well, I looked up before, and she's only 186 oh, centimetres. She looks. Maybe it's just because she looks like she's Max Gorn size. <laughs> yeah, she? yeah. That's what I thought. Because um, in comparison to the other players, yeah. she is. You know, um, does have that height difference. So, um, but she just sort of towers. Uh, she just towers over her opponents. Uh, got caught behind a couple of times. Yeah, she on gave the weekend, away a few free kicks as well. Yeah, um, which is but generally just... that doesn't trouble her because her reach is so mm. um, is so great that uh, that she can sort of pluck it from anywhere. So she'll just get better and better as she you know gets more familiar with the game. Well, Gary Lyon uh, said that Karen Paxman is probably the one of the best naturals in the game uh, yep. at the moment. And when you watch her play, you know, she's obviously been playing for a long time, but, yeah, just uh, a real natural at the game. She was quiet on the weekend, though, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, but in the uh, first two games, uh, she was close to BOG for us. And I agree with Gary. She looks a natural, gets a lot of the footy, and just looks like a footballer, um, and I think I think arguably she is better than Daisy. Um, although I've seen Daisy takes Daisy's very good in the air. She gets a lot of possessions as well, and uh, like they were tagging her on the weekend. Yeah, uh, you know there was a girl that was basically just holding her jumper the whole time. Um, yeah, she was heavily tagged. Uh, if anyone wants to give us a call before we wrap it up shortly, uh, zero three. You can talk about anything we've talked about tonight. It's the re-signing of Petraka, the leadership group, uh, the JLT series, AFLX, um, AFLW zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us on Demonland thirty one nine zero one six three triple six. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the McClellan Trophy just quickly was 10 points for the seniors, four points for the reserves, and two points for the nine, under-19s, and the values were halved for drawn games. So mm. bring it back. <laughs> yep. Bring back uh, Slug Jordan with it. Yes. Um, the yeah. man who, uh, along with Ronald Dale, was responsible for, for all of that. So we've got a JLT game this week. When is it? It's on Saturday. Saturday. Is it during the day or at night? When is it? I've got it here. 2.05 p.m. So hopefully, and we play our our hoodoo team. Does it count? Or or, or has the hoodoo been broken? Does AFLX uh, count for breaking of hoodoos, or do we need to wait till round North three? will be very nervous after the <laughs> AFLX, um, and they'll want revenge. Yeah. 
uh, in the same way that the Cats are still seeking revenge on that 1989 World Series um, win against them. So they'll be extra motivated against us in round one to uh, <laughs> to try and avenge that defeat. Are, are you um, are you worried about uh, the golden midfield of um, of Geelong uh, come round one? I know it's still a month over a month away. Uh, does does the does the Dangerfield Selwood Ablett combination uh, no. strike fear in your no. heart? No. Uh, look, all great players, obviously, but I think we've got a better spread beyond that. I think they're too reliant on too few. Um, so I'm not scared of Geelong this year, no. Mm. And I'm uh, subject to you know. Uh, subject to putting out a half decent team, um, I think we'll knock them off. That would be great. I mean, it, it would really. I mean, we're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves. But well, we play like, Brisbane in round two. Yeah, I think, don't we? Yeah, and all of a sudden that's become beats. a blockbuster because Brisbane, in case you don't know, also won a premiership. Yes, on the yes, they did. I thought we were the so only ones, but apparently it's the two were... two premiership teams facing off. So. Um, expect a hundred thousand at that game, um, and uh, it'll be brutal. I may be going to that game actually. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> um, I've been sort of tossing it up. I might, uh, I might go there. I haven't ruled game. out going myself, so yeah. I might see you there. All right, that'd be uh, that'd be good. Uh, that and then we've got. Um, We've also got Gold, Gold Coast early in the year as well over there as well, yeah. So we've got, yeah, North, that's 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 the big game. That's the uh, the hoodoo breaker. And, you know, we were going through last year uh, all the remaining hoodoos and with the exception of making finals, that North Melbourne one is, is one of the last remaining hoodoos uh, yep. that I want to knock over this year um, and hopefully knock over all those hoodoos. Including mm. the big one, but we we very far away from uh, from that one. Yeah, well, it's been at least three or four days since our last premiership, so <laughs> we're getting a bit restless the for the next one. Yeah, hopefully the women can deliver. That, oh, that, that would, would be, be nice. Real, that would be real silverware. Um, so, and uh, we're well placed, I think. We've got a, a quality outfit, so. There, there are no. Uh, watch this space. There's no finals for the women. They're, they're still the top two teams. Uh, getting yeah, to a that's final. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think they're playing Collingwood this week up in Alice Springs. Uh, so uh, good luck to the girls. And um, I believe they've been staying. Uh, they played in Perth and have stayed in Perth for a few days and have gone over to um, to the Alice Springs today, uh, which is probably a smart move on their. Part. I hope they're doing some community stuff like the uh, like the boys do when they go. Well, I haven't because um, footy's obviously huge uh, in the NT. Yeah, um, and it's I tell you, it's just as big among the uh, among the women as it is among the men. Um, I've, I've watched a bit of NT footy and uh, um, uh, and it's it's huge across the board. Well, I don't. So th- it'd be good for the girls to get out there. I don't think they have done it so far because I follow most of them sort of on Instagram or, or whatever, and um, I haven't seen any any photos of that sort. But uh, maybe they only got the there yesterday or today, oh, though. I think so. Uh, yeah, we still right. got still got tomorrow and Friday. Well, 
Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we uh, I think we're done. Uh, um, we've covered everything. Anything else? Uh, What's over? the craziest thing you've done as a demon supporter? <laughs> it's probably to follow the demons. Does that count? There was that. That was the thread <laughs> on on Demonland uh, this week. Um, well, I know at least one crazy thing you've done as a demon supporter. <laughs> Start Demon Land and well, yeah. And do, you're also and you're work, also work um, for free. But what else? What have I done? <laughs> I well, remember. we've done it together, and that is we used to have tennis lessons with Todd Viney, <laughs> and that was crazy for two reasons. One, it cost a small fortune. <laughs> And two, <laughs> neither of us were interested in tennis. No, I can't hit a ball to save my life. He obviously didn't teach us that well. <laughs> I can't remember anything he taught us about tennis, but I do remember just hanging out with him on yeah. the tennis court. Uh, <laughs> and we paid a lot to do that. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. When was that? What, what, year, what year were we talking? It was 1991. Wow because I remember him lecturing us about, and we, neither of us were, um, we were still teenagers, but um, he was lecturing us about drink driving because Darren Mullane had just died ah. in the car crash. And I remember him telling us, boys, you can't, don't, you know, you don't ever do that, and it's very bad. <clears throat> so, I was, and that, that was in 1991. I was so. 14 or 15 at the time, <laughs> Uh, yeah, wow. But I remember he, because um, he just advertised in the what was then the club newspaper, <laughs> and and his home phone number was in there, <laughs> and I remember ringing for the first time, and I was so nervous. Oh, so you rang? You didn't, you didn't yeah. even get your parents to ring. Um, no, 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 I did it, um, and I was so nervous to talk to him. But can you imagine? I mean, the equivalent would be Jack Viney having his mobile number <laughs> in the, uh, you know, in the club um, magazine these days. Yeah. So uh, it was a different era, that's but for sure. But it's a different, you, just, you wouldn't You ha- could pay to hang out with your favourite player. That, you know, that wouldn't happen today. It's a different time. That, would, that wouldn't happen today. Um, no. I mean, you can still yeah. pay to hang out with the players. <laughs> yeah, but <I'm> sure. <laughs> you've got to do it in a, um, along with 5,000 other people at, the season launch and, and things like well, that. Well, so. I, I will mention. Uh, I wasn't asked to uh, to mention it, but I noticed that the um, the cheer squad have a. Um, and I'm just going to yep. try and bring it up. The Demon Army season launch is tomorrow night. They're having a uh, dinner at the Richmond Sporting Globe. I'm just bringing up the information now. Um, special guest uh, Max Gorn. Um, it's on. It's tomorrow night, Thursday, twenty second of February. So if you're listening to this broadcast and it's past that date, then you've missed it. Uh, from six thirty p.m. at the function room at the Sporting Globe in Richmond. It's thirty dollars per person, which includes a main meal, drinks at bar prices, and bring some change for their raffle. Uh, you can book uh, on trybooking.com/ueuo. That's trybooking.com/ueuo. Um, uh, inquiries, Ryan. I guess I can give his. Well, it's not an. It's actually not a complete mobile number because it's missing <laughs> one number that they've put on here. So I won't even give it out. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's one number missing. It looks like, but also Russell Robertson will be the, he's going to be the MC MC for the night. He'll be chatting with uh, John Trotter, who's a board member at the club. Uh, read the uh, direction in the club's direction in 2018 and beyond. And another special guest is uh, Wayne Ludby, uh, photographer uh, and a D's fan. So. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Wayne Ludby, Ludby's fo- photographs. I worked I with Wayne Ludby a long time ago Yeah. Um, when I was in newspapers and he was actually the picture editor at the at the Herald Sun. Um, great photographer. Yeah, fantastic. For a long time. He worked at The Age uh, before working um, for News Corp. And I still remember actually growing up, he took a ripping pic Yep. of Darren Cuthbertson taking a screamer out at Waverley one day back in the Cuthbertson days, which I remember I had pinned up on my wall for many years. But um, also, great, great photographer. Also took another famous photograph, perhaps one of my favourite sporting and probably the saddest photo uh, yep. I've seen was the uh, Jim Steins uh, photo uh, with Jim Steins getting screamed at, uh, yelled at by uh, John Northy after the nineteen. Uh, 19- 87 preliminary final loss to Hawthorne where he... Famous photo. One of footy's most famous photos. I mean, to say, uh, one of its saddest photos. Yeah. Because there's fire and fury on Swooper's face and uh, poor Jimmy's just standing there with his head down. Yeah. Um, And uh, coincidentally enough, um, Wayne Ludby's sister, Sam, ended up marrying Jim Steins um, many years later. So Wayne is the late Jimmy's uh, brother-in-law, was. There you go. So I remember, um, I remember, very much a Melbourne man. I remember a quote from uh, Northey regarding that, that he said he called uh, Jimmy Steins every silly bastard under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've, that's a, I mean, that's a famous, uh, famous footy photo. Yeah, so that's uh, good night though from the cheer squad. Yeah, yeah, um, Max because Max is always uh, he's entertaining, uh, always great talent. Yeah, and good to have a board member too, someone who you don't hear from um, all that often. Uh, people probably aren't aren't familiar with John Trotter's name, so uh, should be a good event. Yeah, so that's uh, tomorrow night at the Sporting Globe, I think it was, at 6.30, uh, best to book tickets if you are thinking of going. There is a thread on uh, uh, Demon Land, or you can look at the Demon Army's uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram pages to find out more information. Um, yeah, well, Get I, along and support your cheer squad. Yeah, well, I mean, the, uh, our cheer squad does a fantastic job. Uh, we spoke to Sophie last year about it, and either, even though you and it's I... It's a huge time commitment that they put in. Yeah. Uh, and especially now with the uh, the women's game as well, you know, they uh, they work just as hard for uh, for those games as they do for the, uh, for the boys, so... Yeah, and I think I read somewhere, I read a post on Twitter or something that they weren't too happy that there was that, um, you know, the scheduling clash of uh, the women's game this week and the uh, our game in Hobart that uh, was spreading themselves uh, thin. Um, well, it costs a lot as well. Yeah. And they generally, their costs come out of their own pockets. So, you know, when you're flying to Alice Springs, um uh, and Perth and Lux, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not cheap. 
Yeah, uh, so, yeah, do whatever you can to support the Demon Army because, um, as I said, we don't sit in that area, but you, we reap the benefits of the enthusiasm that, um, that they bring to the game. And I went to the game on, um, on Friday night, and I don't know even – I couldn't even tell you if there was another cheer squad there because I think ours was the only one – that was there, decked out with the floggers, with the you know the big heads they've got, the the Pac-Man ghosts and all that, and you know they really uh, bring it every week. And um, you know, I, as I said, I don't think any of the other cheer squads were even there. Um, yeah, so if you can't make it to the gig tomorrow night, you can join yep. the Demon Army, and doesn't mean you have to go and sit with them every week. Um, you know, you uh, the financial support. Um, is also important. So, yeah, something to, something to consider if you've uh, if you can spare a few dollars. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Well, um, that is our uh, that is our show uh, for that is our show for the uh, first first edition of twenty eighteen. Um, and look, I hope it's going to be an absolute ripper ripper season. It's our year, guys. So our year to, to get back up in the uh, in the winning winning circle. So um, you know, hopefully you uh, are there with us for the journey. Um, and if you're listening to us, champion data, your rankings and stats, and putting us as one of the worst midfield along with Richmond is ridiculous. Well, do, so do we need stand to, back and watch. Uh, I'm going to stop the music for a second because maybe I was going to say we, maybe we need to talk about this. No, let's not dignify it by no? talking okay. about it. <laughs> right. I think RJ's got it right when he said that they're great at collecting stats, but not necessarily so good at interpreting them. All right. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there is a thread on Demonland uh, <laughs> talking about our average, our below average midfield and uh, the stats that uh, solidify that uh, fact. <laughs> um, yeah, we won't talk about that. We'll, we'll let our, our, our footy do the talking. Um, We'll be back. I, I assume we'll be back next week to discuss uh, the JLT game. Um, give a bit of a player review, player by player review. Maybe we'll be joined by Nasher again. Um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. So um, I'm Andy. He's Great Viney. See you next week. Good night. <laughs>